You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Let's get started. Ah, you're going to love this one. We cover so much. Me and my friend Jada chatting out loud on record for you. Jada Sonner is an author, international keynote speaker, poet, and the creator of the Mentorship Lab and Build Your Challenge course. Since 2009, she started three businesses and now helps creative CEOs, visionary entrepreneurs, and social change companies build communities with love, impact, and world-changing ideas over at jadasonner.com. You may also know her from her work as the co-founder and co-author of Simple Green Smoothies, which over the years has been featured on the Doctors TV show, Oprah's Hello O Magazine, Target. I took a selfie with her book when I was at Target and sent it to her in the Wall Street Journal. She's an amazing human. We've been buddies for years now. One of my favorite memories because it makes us sound really cool was dancing on a tabletop at the Tao nightclub in Vegas. Yeah, I know. I told you. It makes this sound really cool. I have so much love for Jada. Her mind, her heart, her gift of creating intimacy, which I thought was really lovely. Our mutual friend, Jen Kim, who will be on an upcoming episode. That's how she described one of Jada's gifts and zones of genius and just creating intimacy in her conversations. She just has mastered that art of just being really with you when she's with you in communities big and small. That's no doubt one of her most priceless features. Anyway, like I said, you're going to love this episode. We talked about so much stuff, including how her daughter Zoe was the muse for her first brick and mortar business, which was in Hawaii. Maybe you didn't know that if you know her already, the power of the pivot, which always makes me think of Ross from friends. So a tale of how burnout and fighting and compromised health led her to her next business. One of my favorite gems for that, she said, is any business that compromises your health or your relationships is not sustainable. And I've heard her say that in a few interviews now. The truth about running a business with a mobile child by your side who doesn't nap anymore. The dance of setting boundaries to enjoy flexibility. How she did build her empire during nap times and bedtime. And what she did when it was time for more time, how to enroll your family into your vision. I love her thoughts on that. Key ingredients to confidence, how to cultivate belief in yourself, developing resilience, bounce back, and failure, viewing failure as feedback. A bonus share on pooping rainbows. That's just something I decided to throw in there. (laughs) The perfectionist trap and ninja trick for avoiding it and getting others involved. The power of intention in building her super impressive, heart-centered speaking career, and then just a few more insights in how she views and spends work-life integration. So, enjoy. All right, Jada friend, let's dish. So, before we dive into whatever the heezy we're going to be talking about, will you please lay it down for me? By this time, I've already read your 
official bio, but can you just kind of paint the family, you know, team Selner picture for us and just kind of describe like what's the situation over there and how did your business fit into all of that? Yes. So my family empire is my husband, George Bryan, who's a musician, my daughter, Zoe, who's nine years old and loves to sing and play piano. And if you heard a little grumbling in the background. That is my Chawini fur baby, <laughs> Clementine, and that makes up our family unit within our home. And my journey in entrepreneurship happened post-baby. Mm. So I actually started my first business, a brick and mortar business with my husband when my daughter was 18 months old. I had always had dreams of being an entrepreneur is actually the first big word that I learned how to spell when I was nine years old. And Mm. then just always having tons of ideas and wanting to open a frozen yogurt shop with my mom and just different things that like never came to fruition, just lots of domains and ideas, but no execution or follow through. So it wasn't actually, my daughter became the muse for actually getting my dreams going. Mm, I love that. And Bryson was 18 months when I started my business too. It's like a magical time where you're finally kind of figuring out like, all right, we've got a groove going. So the brick and mortar, I mean, just walk me through like the transition from brick and mortar and how you were making that work because... I mean, obviously some people who are listening, that's the situation that they're in and what were maybe any lessons or ahas learned whenever you had a toddler plus an actual store-based business. And then how did you transition to the next chapter? Yeah. So my daughter actually became kind of the idea around the business that we built. It was called Little Sprouts Playhouse mm. in Hawaii. And I just remember my daughter running through the bookstore and tearing all the books down and I'm like, no, don't do that. And like, everything was like a no, like the world felt like a no to her. And I was like, how can we create a space that's a yes place for her? Mm-hmm. And we lived in Los Angeles when Zoe was first born. And I remember going to all of these indoor play and learning centers And so that's what we wanted to create on Kauai. There was nothing like that that existed. And so we were really wanting to create a space that was a yes space for our daughter and that she could be by our side, that we didn't have to send her off to daycare, but could actually create a space where she could be with us. And so that was kind of where the idea came from. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned, I remember one of my friends who owned a brick and mortar business, a retail store on Kauai as well said, you know, you have to be willing to pivot willing to change direction in your business because you can have one idea, but then the market might want something different Mm. and you can either shut your business down or pivot to what the market wants and needs. And so we did pivot. We were an indoor play and learning center. My husband was teaching music classes and just having fun things for them to play and move their bodies and just being a yes space. And what people really wanted to do was they actually didn't want to stay with their kids. They wanted to drop them <laughs> off. See ya. So we started a like a Montessori inspired preschool learning center. So parents would actually drop their kids off for three to four hours a day. And so that was what the business model ended up being. And that's where the revenue was showing us where the profit was coming in. So I would say like, that's one lesson. And then like stacked on top of that lesson is that direction actually wasn't aligned with what me and my husband wanted to do. It's not how Mm -hmm. we wanted to serve and contribute. And so we started to 
burn out. We were fighting because we weren't operating in our zones of genius. And I was, you know, playing boss to husband, which is mm. like no bueno. Um, and, and our health was being compromised too. So really this business, the dream business, it pivoted and we changed and we were creating profits, but it wasn't the business that we wanted mm. anymore. And so I just say that, you know, any business that is compromising your health or your relationships is not sustainable. And so that business was not sustainable for us. So we actually ended up liquidating all of, you know, you live in Hawaii too. Like we had yeah. to have so many things shipped to us or my aunt, like buy something from Ikea and then like mail it or like come with it on you on an airplane. So right. we actually ended up just closing it down and kind of going into worst case scenario, which was moving in with the in-laws back to California, away from paradise to rebuild and restart all over. Mm. I never even knew that that was the business. I mean, I knew there was a brick and mortar and that's really funny. I mean, again, and I think we can all relate with like, no, I don't, I don't want to stay. We're just talking about birthday parties because we're planning Bryson's birthday party. And uh, one of my friends who has older kids, so she's been around the block when it comes to birthday parties, she's like, make sure it's clear on the invitation that the parents are going to stay. <laughs> and it's yes. not just like, drop your kids at the beach and run. Which it's so true. <laughs> you have to ask. And some parents like don't even like go inside. <laughs> and then they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I would also add one more thing, you know, because I think this relates even to us building like online business empires as well is, you know, the intention, the why is like, we want a business where we can have our kids by our side and when we can volunteer in their classroom and, and do all of these things. But it's actually really hard mm. challenging to run a business with your child by your side. When they're super, super little, it's like doable, but as they get more mobile, it actually is really challenging. So our daughter was actually like the worst marketing for us because new kids would come into our play center and she would just push them out. <laughs> so, you know, towards the end of our business, we actually ended up, you know, we had her in our Montessori inspired preschool program, but it got to a point where she didn't want to share us with the other students. And so we actually mm -hmm. sent her to a preschool down the road just so she could have the attention that she wanted and not feel like she was sharing us so much. So it's such a dance, right? When you have the littles and you have your business and the same thing when you're at home, you know, my daughter will be coming in, you know, after school and like, I'm on a call or record, you know, there's just so many things and boundaries that we have to explore and navigate with that gift of flexibility. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. She's like, no, excuse me. This is my yes space. This yes. is your <laughs> no space. <laughs> Back that thing up. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so, so. Okay, cool. So, all right. At the expense of your health, you move back, you're hitting the reset button and you're dreaming out loud, which is, you know, one of your signature moves, which I love just encouraging people to dream out loud. And then eventually this morphs into what is now Simple Green Smoothies, which was your first online empire of sorts. So how was it building that partnership with Simple Green Smoothies with her? And how old was she whenever you guys started that? So there was one more online empire before Simple Green Smoothies okay. never made the light of day. So her entry was in 2011. My business partner and co-founder, Jen Hansard, we started 
familysponge.com. Still out there in the world. And I think at that time, Zoe was four years old. And so that was kind of like moving into the online business space of just getting creative of like, you know what, the brick and mortar didn't work reading the four-hour work week and, you know, this digital lifestyle sounds really, really sexy. So that was kind of the first iteration of the online empire was actually a parenting blog that morphed into Simple Green Smoothies. So again, there was a pivot and Simple Green Smoothies was actually never supposed to be a website or a business. It was in 2011 while we were building the parenting blog I was being fueled by green smoothies and I had to tell everybody and my mama, (laughs) my friend, I'm like, you guys have to drink green smoothies because I actually lost 27 pounds in three months by adding that healthy habit into my life and feeling like a rock star mom by getting my daughter who's four, getting her to get spinach and kale into her body by drinking green smoothies. So it was never supposed to be like a green smoothie business. It was just part of the things that we were sharing on our parenting blog. And it was in 2012 when we started an Instagram account specifically sharing the green smoothie recipes Mm -hmm. that really built the momentum of what would turn into simplegreensmoothies.com. Isn't that how, I mean, that's like, obviously there's a lot to be said for having a super clear plan right from the beginning, but honestly, even the superstar, like serial entrepreneurs, there's always that room that's baked in to pivot. But I just love hearing the stories about when you're just following the inspiration. And you were, I mean, even with Little Sprouts and then with Family Sponge too, I mean, you were following the inspiration, but I just love hearing the trail, you know, that leads to the one that ends up being like, whoo, okay, this takes on a life of its own. So Zoe was four then when y'all were starting up with Simple Green Smoothies or five-ish then, I guess if it was 2012. Yeah. And during that online business time, so before Zoe was even in kindergarten, I was able to get her into a part-time preschool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when I say part-time, I mean like three hours a day. (laughs) You know, from like drive time, that really means like one hour of work time because by the time you drop them off, you go into a cafe or you go back home and get on your laptop, there's not that much time to get into the groove. So I was squeezing building I basically an online empire during nap times and bedtime, which is why I love the name nap time empires, because that's the only time that it can happen. And like begging your husband to like, please watch the kids as soon as you get home from work. So I can work on this thing. So those were really the only hours that we had to really put towards building and creating and just trying to juggle that. I just, I remember going to cafes so often, like next to my daughter's school And like the internet wouldn't work for the day. And so I'm like, okay, great. Productivity gone. Bryson, he's in pre-K right now, but he has two long days a week. But yeah, the three short days, I'm like, whoa, by the time we get up, get going and then come back. Or for example, yesterday, and I had two conversations that I was recording. And then by the time I was done, I was like, well, that was it. I had those two calls and that was great, super productive. And I hope that they serve people for years to come. But at the same time, I still have my whole list of stuff to do. And now I'm going to have both guys home and conscious. And so it just kind of like, you're like, all right, so when am I going to get this done? And it has to be, I mean, support, like there's just, it definitely takes a village. And that's the thing too, with Naptime Empires, it was a divine download whenever the name popped into my brain, but I certainly have gone way beyond nap times, you know, cause if I just worked during nap times, I don't even know where I'd be. And I also think it's interesting 
like you're saying with when George gets home, it's like, all right, daddy, you're on. And that's totally the case for Jeremy to the extreme because when he actually is home, then seriously, I'm like, no, really. You're totally <laughs> yeah, really. Here's, here's how we do it. Here's how bath time is. Here's the checklist. But that support is so important. Yeah. Enrolling, you know, the people around you into your vision. It's one of the most challenging things, but it's also like, there's so much reward on the other side. Mm-hmm. And so often I know people struggle with that. Well, like my you know spouse doesn't believe that I'm going to make money from this. They think it's just a hobby, that I'm just wasting my time. And when are they going to, you know, see some results or traction or momentum. And that's part of your job of being an entrepreneur and a parent is being able to enroll people into your vision. And in order to get people on board with your vision, you have to believe in yourself first because Mm -hmm. no one else, they're already apprehensive, doubting already. So if you start doubting yourself then they're like, well, you don't sound too sure of yourself either. So uh, no, you know, to really have confidence. I remember my husband, I, you know, I thought like, I'm going to make six figures in six months. And that didn't happen. And I remember by the six month time, he's like, Hey, where's the money? (laughs) No money. Like it took like 18 months of like heart and hustle before any revenue came in. And I just remember telling him, like, I got this. I was like, I'm seeing, I'm learning. The dots are connecting. It's starting to make sense to me. I just need more time. And so I always say that, like, I know what I wanted to create, you know, a, a business where I had freedom and flexibility and time and location to be with my family. Yeah. And I knew why I wanted to create it, to be fulfilled in the contribution that I'm creating in the world and also fulfilled as a parent, as an example and a model of being a dreamer that goes after her dreams for my child. But I don't know the how, like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I thought Little Sprouts Playhouse was going to be amazing. That family sponge was going to be the six figure business and you don't know when. And so you have to surrender those two pieces and just keep taking imperfect action towards your dreams. And you just got to figure it out. The how and the when is so uncertain. Mm, that's so good. I'm scribbling notes over here. And that reminds me what you said about, you know, just having those conversations with him reminds me of my first Naptime Empires conversation. I don't know how I'll be, you know, when I'm publishing and if it'll already be out there, but my conversation with Morgan McDonald, because she was talking about with her husband and just having this conversation like, okay, let's look at it like it's me going back to school for a little bit, you know, so she was helping and supporting when he was in school. And then it was like, okay, now it's my turn. And she was going in and she was learning everything she needed to learn and absorbing everything. And then they were making like plans and talking about it of like, here's how we're going to check back in, you know, and like, see how it's going, which I thought, oh, wow, that's so fascinating. I love that. I mean, Jeremy, he hasn't been around much. I mean, honestly, that's what started in the beginning, I had chosen the word of the year was faith because he was about to be going to Connecticut for seven months. He was going to be gone a lot and I didn't want to totally lose my marbles. And so that's why I was like, let me focus on faith. And then eventually by focusing on faith and having that quiet time every in the morning, that's what ultimately sparked and inspired me to do something and to serve in a bigger way. But he's been gone for a huge chunk of the last three and a half years as I've been building my business. So it was just such a concept to me to be having these conversations. Cause I'm like, no, he just kind of like gets updates just kind of like last year, whenever he was, he was gone and he came up and I was like, Hey, 
we're pregnant. And then, hey, it's a boy. And hey, here's his ultrasound. And then, hey, oh, great. You're home. We're 30 weeks pregnant. We're moving. Welcome home. You know, Terry's just been kind of getting the highlights. So I'm curious to hear how other people are making it work and having this conversation. So when you talk about enrolling people and enrolling your family and your vision, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, the open conversations and the belief in myself. And I am a huge proponent of saying your dreams out loud. So not only do I share my dreams with my husband, but I also have him share his because we're co-creating this life together. We're collaborating and we have to be on board to really support. And I think that's one of my husband and I have married for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we learned is supporting each other's individual ambitions and dreams makes you so much stronger and more connected as a couple. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always, you know, and I think what, you know, that conversation that you had of like, it's your turn, it's my turn. Like we really did that intentionally of like, okay, it's your turn. You know, my husband's a musician. Like I'm supporting you and your music career. Okay. Like now it's my turn. I'm doing this online thing. And we just kind of go back and forth. And that was one of my strong whys too, was I wanted to be able, my husband to be able to quit his full-time job so that he could choose what his line of work was next. And he has been able to, he's now finally calling himself an entrepreneur before he's just like, I'm just an artist. I just make music. I act But he has, you know, his own music program called one heart music where he teaches littles five and under really bringing music into their lives. And just, just so cool to hear his dreams and then let my dream of creating a business that gives us that freedom and flexibility to then fuel his dreams and vision too. So mm-hmm. it's that alignment and supporting, like I'm doing this in service of your dreams too. Yes, I love that. And then also I'm excited. I mean, spoiler alert, Bryson's not listening to this. And by the time he does, his birthday will be over. But we're getting him a little keyboard or Nana is sending a keyboard from Texas because he loves he loves music too. So I'm like, oh, I just love George's business and helping and sparking that in the little ones. And so with Zoe over the years, how have you gotten her involved? Because this is another thing that I'm curious about with brick and mortar, you know, it's a little bit different or if it's a product-based business. And I was just talking to someone and she was like, yeah, and they would help pack the boxes. And so they could kind of understand. And it was like playing shop or playing store with the online space. It's a little bit different. And I was saying that Bryson will see a video and he'll be like, is that your customer or your friend? Like regardless of who I'm watching on a video, he'll, he'll just presume that I know the person because usually I do, but sometimes I don't. And it'll be like, some random person. That's definitely not one degree away from me, but everyone else he just assumes. So I'm curious, how have you involved her in the business over the years? Yeah. So I would say her favorite business was definitely Family Sponge because we would just do all these arts and crafts projects together. (laughs) So she really, really loved that. And then with Simple Green Smoothies, she would help, you know, come up with recipes. My daughter, she like makes scrambled eggs and and does green smoothies. Like she's really been empowered in the kitchen because of us moving into that. And so both Jen and I, both of our kids have been a part of our videos, our trailers. They've made green smoothies on their own on videos, like no parents allowed. (laughs) So we've really pulled them into the lifestyle of the brand. And then as I move into my next iteration of really inspiring and helping other entrepreneurs build their trads with so much love and 
taking that imperfect action to be visible and to serve, I see my daughter really now, instead of contributing in our business, she's actually having ideas of her own. So mm-hmm. now she's on YouTube, she's sketched out her own websites, like on pieces of paper, and she's like, create a blog, a website for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so we I'm not the tech one. Like built in designer site and she's yeah. not available for hire, but <laughs> like, so we're getting resourceful and I'm just like moving her through that, but her domain, her first and last name. And I told her that she had to pay for half of it. And so I looked and it was a couple of years ago and I, you know, I said, buy a domain, it's $12 and something, something. And a few weeks later, all of a sudden I have these like dollar bills. I actually took a picture of this and these like random quarters and nickels. Oh. And I'm like, I was like, Zoe, what is this? And she's like, this is for my website. It was $6. And so just really, I think for her, like she's taking on her witnessing and modeling me doing work that I love. And, and I tell her like, you know, when she sees me working on the computer, like, I'm like, I really love what I do. So instead of making it seem bad, that it's like a bad thing that I'm doing something. And then I'm also really intentional when we unplug as a family, like we have you know, from 6 to 9 p.m. is when we unplug together as a family. So I don't let it be a bad thing, you know, and I'm like, I work from home. So I, I just let her know because it's a different picture for kids whose parents work from home to see, right? Because the boundaries can get blurry, whether, you know, with a regular nine to five where you're kind of going off to the office, yeah. you never see you working at home. So it's a different picture and there can be a lot of guilt that we feel, right? To like make that transition from like, oh, I'm not working anymore. I'm mom. And so just when I do work from home and she does witness me, I really communicate that I love what I do and what a gift that I get to work from home in my pajamas. You know, we talked about like no bra, no pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. When she said, is this video or audio? I was like, no bra needed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. That's really great. I love that she went after it and got her $6 to pay on up. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now I want to rewind a little bit back to what you were talking about with enrolling other people, but really, as you said, I mean, you've got to be confident in yourself first. And yet that is huge, if not like the number one struggle, especially when you're either starting out or maybe you're at that pivot point where you had this business and it was going well, but then you're realizing it's actually not in alignment and it's not sustainable because it's not what you want to create or the way that you created it was involving sacrifices that you're just no longer willing to make. And so whether you're just starting out or you're in what I refer to as biz puberty in that weird transitional phase where it seems like you have all your stuff together, but in reality, you're like, oh, what are from your experiences of knowing and connecting with and working with so many entrepreneurs, what are the key ingredients in the confidence piece? Yeah, I believe like one of the key ingredients is not giving up and going for it. Mm-hmm. So if you can really pay attention to the end result, right, that you're wanting and not being so attached to logistically how it's going to happen. I just remember when I'm reading about, you know, billionaires, millionaires, all of those people, they just say they just never stopped. They just never gave up. And so that has really stuck with me is that when business number one failed and business number two failed, 
and like the only people that were commenting on our blog were like my mom and, and my cousin, <laughs> I could have just given up, you know, I could have just stopped and like, this life isn't for me. Like I'm not seeing, you know, tons of profits, we spending energy, you know, so much time, energy, resources, and where are the fruits? You know, you're not seeing that in result. But if that why is strong enough, if the like, I want to feel freedom, I want to feel flexibility in my life of that, like, if you really want that, then you get resourceful about it, you get creative. And, and I just think, like, I love solving problems. And so I, I feel like those are some of the keys of entrepreneurs that do well, right? They have resilience that like, they can feel a little like, Ooh, I'm embarrassed or like that didn't feel good. But then they bounce back up and go back in and play again. You yeah. know, so it's just that resilience part is so important because I think where that lack of confidence comes is like fear of rejection. I don't want to fail. And so there's so many recovering perfectionists and it's like, we don't want to look bad in front of people. And I think if you want to build a business on your own, you just have to get over that. And it doesn't mean that those things don't creep up for me now, right? Like we, you and I know we've masterminded together. We've had yeah. dreams that have been incubating for like two years plus. <laughs> right. So there's fear and resistance and lack of confidence in those ideas. And it takes time. What are the skills? Who are the people that you need to be surrounding with yourself to help you get it out into the light and not just hide those dreams in the dark? I think it's so important. And that's why I say, like, say your dreams out loud because someone's going to hear that and they're going to hold the vision for you. They're going to help you in like, I see that in you. I see that possibility. And so it's like, if it's not your family that are enrolled in the vision, look for people who are like, oh, heck yes, you can totally do that so that you can start building those confidence muscles and be okay with not doing so, like messing up, making mm. mistakes. I think there's just such a great thing that Seth Godin talked about on a video um, recently about like we need to encourage our children in school to fail. Everything's about getting that A, getting 100%, doing it right. But we need to actually praise them for getting things wrong and like, oh, interesting. So now what? Now what do we do now that this problem came this way or these results came this way? What do we need to do about it? So it's actually not a bad thing to fail. It's not a bad yeah. thing to get a C or a D. It's like, oh, this is this gives us information. Now this gives us feedback. And so I always just say like, look at failure as feedback and then like what worked and what didn't. Yeah, that's such a huge thing for me and probably for our buddy who has us in her earbuds right now because I tend to attract a lot of people like me who have dealt with just being swallowed by the fear of perfectionists of like, again, it's not like I've come to know as I've gotten older. And even when I took the how to fascinate test, the Sally Hawk said how to fascinate and I'll link that up in the show notes because it is fascinating. It's about how the world sees you. And when I got the perfectionist as my type out of the 49 or how many options, I was like, oh. I was in such denial. I was like, I was ticked. I was like, no, I am not. I am not a perfectionist because I just, even though I've known it, I mean, since my best friend in elementary school and her mom was like, oh, Nikki, you're so perfect. And, and I was like, right, okay. Then that became my thing. I'm like, right, I have really high expectations of myself and it was freaking exhausting. And so throughout my adult life, but then I've come to realize that no matter how many times, because my dormant trigger was mystique, meaning I have no mystique because I just put it all out there, which explains why I could be the one breaking the curve in the biology class and every 
group would be like, oh, great. Thanks, Nikki. But I still had friends. I wasn't like the one who was breaking the curve and everybody like was, you know, oh, great. But it's something that I've had to like deal with because I just do realize no matter how much I say, look, y'all, it's not perfect. Yes, I do have biz puberty. No, I have no idea what I'm doing over here. Yes. Don't want to see me as, yeah, but no. But you're doing it all. How are you doing it? You know, your husband's gone and you have two kids and you have this great business and surely everything's magical and you're pooping rainbows and everything's fine. I'm like, y'all, no matter how much I tell you. So it's been an interesting, an interesting thing to navigate, but realizing and what I love so much specifically about this podcast too, in the episodes where I'm actually having y'all there and having conversations with people, it's like, I can't weenie out and hide out and be like, oh no, I don't want to put that out because I, I wish I hadn't said pooping rainbows. You know, maybe I didn't want to say that. Now it's yeah. going to be on iTunes for forever. I can't do that because I'm like, no, but Jana dedicated, you know, this time and I deserve to put it out there. She deserves for me to put it out there. And so I actually love literally enrolling and enlisting other people to like, hey, let's make this happen. You know, I can't chicken out now. I'm doing it. I'm setting these times. I've got to show up for my buddies and get it out there. And that's absolutely, sometimes you just have to, trick yourself into the confidence by baking in that support and accountability and those pieces of the puzzle that you, once they're in motion, there's like, there's no turning back, you know? And I love that you, you know, kind of having like a little pre disclaimer to allow yourself to not be perfect. Right. And and that's just like, that's a little ninja trick for perfectionists. (laughs) Like I love what my friend Amy Groom says, embrace beta. And so just embrace it and just let people know, like we're co-creating right now. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm here to serve. And I think that piece is really, really important. Yeah. And also what really stuck out, what you were saying about not giving up and going for it. It's a decision because we will never know. We will never know how it's going to turn out because it is, it's all about feedback. And this is something I've talked about even in a course about copy a lot, because the model of communication, there's a sender and a receiver And feedback is an important part of the model of communication. I mean, you can't, we don't communicate in a vacuum. So you may think you're writing this copy and it's like, oh yeah, so good. And then when you get it out there, you're like, oh, right. That didn't actually make sense to anyone but me. And you never know until you get it out there. And so it's the same thing with dreams. It's the same thing with businesses and We don't know until it's like living, breathing out there in the world. And then even once we do, we may realize, oh, that's actually not what I wanted. But until we go for it and take the action and move into it, we're not going to know. And man, I think even in this year, I have spent so much time trying to think my way through it to where finally, when it was time to hook up the freaking Google calendar, (laughs) welcome to the 90s, Mr. Bronx, and set up a Calendly link (laughs) booking these conversations because I'm like, there is literally no procrastinating left. There is nothing left for me to procrastinate on. I have to freaking book these conversations (laughs) and see where this is going to go. So thank you for being part of me pulling out of my own. I love it. And I love witnessing the unraveling of the experiment. It's all, it's all a test. Yeah. How you feel. And I'm excited for your journey. Well, thank you. And speaking of yours, I would love to explore just a little bit more about the why and the lifestyle and what you guys have built. Because I know that you're, I mean, you're all over the place when it comes to not like mentally. I mean, maybe (laughs) that way, but like, you know, in terms of speaking, like that's been a huge part of building your own personal brand and Simple Green Smoothies over the years. But 
how does that work with your family? And do they often do George and Zoe often go with you or sometimes like, how do y'all work that out? Cause again, I'm asking this selfishly for whenever we are based in Texas and Jeremy's there and I'm like, well, it'd be fun if the boys could come with us, but sometimes it is better to be on your own. So how have you managed traveling? When do they come? When do they not? And like what works well or doesn't? Yeah. So travel's such a huge value for my husband and I, like we've done trips where we've gone to Europe for a month. Um, that's the beauty of running an online business and having Zoe with us. I think we, we went when she was seven years old. So just like trick seven years plus is like the perfect age to take kids like overseas. <laughs> and I'm really intentional with what I say yes to. It can seem like I'm all over the place, but I actually don't say yes to a lot of opportunities. Like I have in my mind places where I want to speak or places I want to visit and they just magically manifest. I mean, there's (laughs) relationships that are built, you know, through those experiences, but it's like, oh, I want to speak on that stage one day. And it's just noted. It's just like, I don't do, you know, anything extra special to make it happen, but the intent is there. Mm-hmm. And I swear, like just so many doors open and just the power of, of intention. And I know, I know you and I are both like new to woo, but we also <laughs> embrace it. Yes. So like it works, like there's magic things around that. But with us, like we have conversations about my travels. And one of the agreements that we created as I started traveling and speaking more was how long can I be away for? Mm-hmm. And so we came up with an agreement, like no more than five days. So anything that I do, I'm always touching base. I'm always touching home within a five-day period. And so that was an agreement that I would have like two full days with my family, like not an entire week goes by not being with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that gives me permission to then just like go own it, book, you know, the dates, however I need to. And there are times when I'm like very quick because I want to be there for my family. And then I invite my husband to a lot of things not to everything, but a lot, which he feels really included in that process. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to New York. Do you want to come? We could, you know, see a musical. And so I I just saw this really inspiring video. It talked about instead of work-life balance, work-life integration. Mm -hmm. I integrate my family into my work and my life. And so when I spoke at Pro Blogger in Australia last summer, we tackled on a trip to Fiji So it was part business, part unplugged vacation. So my family came with me and they got to like hang out in Australia while I was all in and completely present for the speaking event. And then my family knew that as soon as I'm done with that speaking event, we're flying to Fiji and I'm completely unplugging and going off the grid. And so it's just, that's the beauty. Like anytime we go out of the country, they're coming with me. I spoke in the Philippines this past spring and the same thing. We went together. I spoke for my few days and then we completely unplugged and did our own thing. So that's really, it's like baking in. I love the word that you use when like baking in. Baking in the vacation time on top in addition to the speaking business time. Yes. I love that too. That sounds totally dreamy. And it's funny too, the way that I'm, these conversations are going, I'm doing usually maybe like two in a given day. And I just, as the time we we're recording this, just finished talking with my buddy, Dr. Christy Goodwin, but she was having, she expressed the same idea of it not being a balance thing because 
I just don't know many people, honestly, who take that word seriously, unless you're talking about like, you know, gymnastics, but mm-hmm. integration, she was talking about the blend of the two, you know, but it's not necessarily like balance in this traditional sense that it brings up for a lot of people, which is like, if I'm spending 30 minutes working, I'm spending 30 minutes playing and just that equal, like the, yeah. the connotation that it has to mean equal time, but that's like, it's not a thing. That's like, if you have multiple children and you're trying to be like, okay, everybody is going to be treated the same for their whole lives. I mean, they're different. They're different people and your business and your family are different things at different times. And the way that you build it and the way that you build your Naptime empire, there are seasons to all of it. And it's a living, breathing thing. And I don't like last month was the busiest month of my life where I was working weekends, nights, like things like breaking all the the rules that create boundaries for our family, but I actually communicated with my family up front. Like I'm going into a busy hustle season. And so I just asked my husband, like, can you just do a little bit more at home? Can you like make sure Zoe's got play dates and she's taken care of? Can you make sure I'm fed? (laughs) All of those pieces. And then like we have a trip to Japan that's coming up that we're looking forward to. That's going to be two weeks unplugged off the grid again. And so I, it's just, I think it's really important as a mom, as a parent, that you communicate with your family when those busy, busy seasons are happening. Because again, you're enrolling them into the hustle, right? Like the hustle yeah. season. And then there's no resentment or like, why aren't you paying attention to us? It's like, oh, it was clearly communicated. Here's the expectations. Here's the boundaries. Then my husband has an opportunity to communicate his requests and his preferences and mine as well. And then we are able to come up with a cohesive plan and we, we can see the trade-offs, which is, you know, essentialism, Greg McCowan. I love what he talks about. It's just like, we make trade-offs in our lives. So I made an intentional trade-off that I'd spend less time with my family and be in a really busy season of hustle in my business, but that they're on board with me. And so Mm -hmm. there's no guilt or shame around it. Yeah. And it is all about those expectations. My buddy Ari introduced me to this guy, Steve Chandler. I don't know if you've ever heard of him and I will link it because I had never heard of him, but his audios, he just has a bunch of audios that are for sale on his site. And I don't honestly even know enough about him to like explain other than they're really great and very matter of fact, logical and a bit dry and funny. And one of them was about expectations versus agreement and Mm -hmm. how expectations always are setting up to be like, you'll always be disappointed because it's either like they didn't meet the expectation or they met it. And it's like, great. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's neutral. You know, there's no win. So it is like you said, that cohesive plan would be another word for agreement where it's like, here's what's happening. We're both invested in this outcome. It's super clear. Here's what it is. And it's not just the guesswork of like, okay, well, how's this? Wait, what's happening? Wait, you're not meeting my expectations there. And just, again, clearly communicating, here's what's happening for me. Here's what's happening from you. Break team. Let's go. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, as we wrap, are there any other things, lessons, ahas, insights, pep rally, anything that we haven't covered that you feel would be helpful to our buddy listening right now, building her naptime empire. I would just find opportunities to surrender for a few moments out of the week where you don't let other people's opinions or stories affect the action that you take in your business, because that's what will stop us from really putting our work out in the world. 
And I think it's just so important to think of that. Like if I had been concerned about my friends and family after I closed the first business and started the next online empire, I like emailed everyone that I knew like, Hey, I've got this new parenting blog going. And it's like, wait, didn't you just have a business? Like, didn't you (laughs) have something like, you know, if I had allowed that to affect me, their story of like, why did she leave Hawaii? Why did she leave paradise? Why is she starting another business? Then I would have never launched it to kind of surrender, like release people's stories and what they're thinking about the actions that you're taking in your business and in your life for a few moments out of the week so that you can do the work that you know is going to serve the most people. I think that piece is just so, so important because when we think about what people think about us, that's one of my biggest fears is like, she's talking about me behind my back inside her head. (laughs) but that motivates a lot of ways that I show up in the world because I'm afraid of what people are making up about me or thinking about me and it'll stop you Mm. from doing like what you really need to be doing in the world so I just feel called to share that piece yeah that's a good one thank you for sharing it and it is it's bizarrely easy to not even take that time just to reflect and zoom out a little bit and think about, wait, what am I actually creating? What do I actually want? And that was one of my thoughts on my little walk last night. I was thinking about how often do we really zoom out and look at our reality and realize that this is the result of all the choices that we've made to this point. And it's bizarrely easy not to pause and then zoom out and be like, what do I actually want? And what can I do to get closer to that? And we don't even realize how often just, again, expectations, and they may even be imaginary, probably are, imaginary expectations of other people are shaping the decisions we're making, which are ultimately shaping what's showing up for us. So that's a very important piece. All right. Well, again, I will have all my ish together. By the time you're listening to this, there are show notes at naptimeempires.com. And if you search for Jada's name, then you'll see them. I don't even know what episode number you'll be yet. But in the meantime, Jada, can you tell us audio wise, where can we find you online? Where are the best places to connect? Yeah. So if you're looking to build your tribe with love, you can follow me at jadasalner.com, which is my first name and my last name. And I'm all about building a tribe of world changers that are committed to saying their dreams out loud, taking imperfect action, and ultimately letting go. Just let it go. Release it all that the how and when will unfold over time. Beautiful. Thank you, friend, for your time today and for sharing all this goodness and doing what you do and dreaming out loud and inspiring so many of us along the way. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free... Wait, did I say free? I meant priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind-the-scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 